everybody. Welcome to This Is Not A Meeting. Grab a chair and have a seat around the table. We're the people you come to between meetings. We're a community talking about sobriety, recovery, and overcoming challenges every single day. We do not claim to be experts. We're just walking this journey with you, trying to become our best selves the same way that you are. I am Scottage, and here with me is... Jimbo. All right. And we have would have had an empty seat tonight, Jimbo. Yep. Uh, Big Joe was unable to be with us, but we were able to get his seat filled. And uh, we won't tell him how fast or how easy it was to <laughs> actually fill his seat. Hi, it's Brenda. It's Brenda. She She's was back. back with us. Uh, she's able to just come in and, and have a seat and talk with us here this week. And we're excited to have you. Thank you. It's been it's been like a couple months. Welcome back. Thanks, yeah. Jimbo. Yeah, it has been a couple months. I've actually met some people who have said, I haven't listened since that, since that interview with Brenda that you did. And so I don't know if that was a bad thing or they're just oh, behind. I don't know. I'm just right. saying, I don't, I don't know. One of I, our highest listened episodes it was. far. Yeah. yeah, it definitely right. was. There was a lot of interest in that episode. We don't want to blow your ego up too big or it won't fit in this room. You know? <laughs> right. We've got to keep it in check. Right, well, right. Well, I am excited to be back, so I must uh, must have been okay with you guys because you're a hard group to uh, break into, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's a, you got to know the handshake. I know. Yeah. If you don't know the handshake, then and Just you because can't you're get... filling in this week doesn't mean you're going to learn it either, so. We've got security at the door, We you know. I've thrown other people out of their seats, so Jojo, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, why don't you catch everybody up on, on what's been going on since they heard from you last? Um, lots of good things. Um, as far as the uh, FTBA business, it's been uh, kind of picking up and really going places that I I only envisioned. And and to be honest, it's like I'm, I'm just excited we're in a new stage of... Uh, hiring and i'm excited for it very cool yes very cool well uh yeah so you mentioned the name of the company ftba and for those again those of you who listen you're gonna hear at the end of every every episode that we are sponsored by ftba and so brenda is somebody who sponsors uh the, the podcast here through her company ftba and uh, we're grateful for that. Hey, I have to tell you, uh, you guys, that uh, I was at a meeting one time with um, just recently at a at um, for helping people with sobriety. And ironically enough, they needed electrical work, and I happened to hand out your business cards. And um, they were pretty excited to know that we sponsored this. So it was actually pretty cool. So I was excited. Full circle. It is. It, it is. is. It's, it's a very cool thing. And it's a, it's a world that doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, it's becoming less taboo. Uh-huh. Um, but it is, it's, definitely, it's definitely a world that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and so I think even, even the people who are in the world of sobriety and recovery, and, and I mean, screw it. It's not just about sobriety and recovery. It's about just trying to live life. I mean, right. um, it's, you don't have to have been sober to to have to or to it seems like we have a culture where from the time you're born it's always you don't it's not a comfortable feeling or not a taught expression to let people know that you're not quite right or not feeling up to par it's just right. bury it or i remember 
people like you see on TV shows all the time, a little boy crying, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. It's like, (laughs) maybe he's crying for a good reason. Like, (laughs) why is that such an extreme opposite of, I'll show you. It's just like such a weird philosophy we have in the Western world. It's crazy. When it comes from such a place of, I'll determine if that reason's good enough. You know, I mean, that's really where where it comes from, you know, that I don't, I don't believe that your reason is valid. And so if I determine that your reason is valid, then maybe I'll let you cry. But, you know, it it has to qualify for me. It's got to be a checklist on my, on my list. And so where that stuff comes from, it, it, it then means that we have to put on masks, right? We've got to wear these masks. Every day, day in, day out. Don't bring that to the workplace. Don't bring that to, to wherever. One of the places that, uh, that I pastored, the senior pastor told us, told us very flat out, look, I don't care if you guys were in a total fight coming in in your car. When you get here, nothing is wrong. You know? and, and there was this glimmering image that you had to wear and this, this mask of everything in our lives is perfect. And it was, it was complete bullshit. It, it had nothing to do with, with real life or, or the fact that, that you're human beings and that, that daily life occurs and that not every day do you get along with everybody. There's always things that are, that are going on and there's always stuff that's going to be popping up. And we're all just doing our best to walk through this stuff, but instead we're told wear the masks, and and it's just not good. The you know we've we've talked before about how everybody who drinks or everybody who shops or everybody, you've got that addiction in your life. You've got that thing that's in your life that you it's a go to for you. It's there for a reason, and it's there because you've got some underlying issues that that you haven't dealt with, and that you can't find any other way to figure out how do I do this other than I go over and I do this other thing and that's what gives me my little endorphin kick or that's that's whatever gives me whatever numbs that, those feelings that num- numbs the feelings or or at least makes those feeling those other feelings seem insignificant so that I can ride that wave of the high and it, it's it doesn't have to be chemically induced it can be anything right I agree. So, and that's what kind of gets me. And I wanted to throw this out to you guys because obviously with Joey not being here, he knows a lot about me and Brenda and I've met occasionally and we've talked, but to go on a deeper level with that, like I've, as a lot of these listeners know, if this is your first one, please go back and binge. Um, This is not a meeting and I'm not going to give a lead by any means, but a lot of my issues were alcohol. And nine and a half years ago, I was able to put down the drink. I accepted I was an alcoholic. I accepted I couldn't drink like my peers. And I worked a 12-step program to be able to stop drinking against my will at 28. Just because I put down the booze, life still happened like you were talking about. And I didn't have that escape. And all of a sudden, everything's real and it's scary as hell. And we've talked about that on a lot of previous episodes. But recently, by unpacking even further some of the situations in my life, I've started seeing a therapist and it's been a game changer for me. I've only been doing it about a month, but like it's just sitting down with somebody once a week to let them know kind of where I'm at through these conversations with her. I was able to basically determine where like I have a very hard time at 37, going to be 38 shortly, keeping present in the moment. I am so far ahead of myself and the expression you hear in the rooms a lot of times way out over the skis. It's just like, I can't seem to hit the pause button, take a deep breath and realize I'm right here in the moment. I always had to play that tape so far forward that I have everything figured out, even though nothing's even happened. And it's usually, unfortunately, stinking thinking and it's gloom and doom. And it's always the worst side. I never play it out to 
always the good side. So that anxiety has me bouncing all over the place playing this tape forward. And it's just sometimes becomes crippling where I play it forward so much and have so many different scenarios going on in my head where it's just like, I'm a mess. And it happened about a week and a half ago, even a couple of weeks into therapy, I'm sitting on my couch on a Saturday afternoon just crippled because I have so much going on in my mind where it's just like pump the brake. And I can tell myself even verbalizing with you guys now how crazy it sounds. And I know it is, but in the moment I can't step away from it. And it's like almost impossible for me to hit pause and realize none of that shit's happened. Right. Why are you making this whole world up that doesn't exist? Just slow down, realize and stay in the moment. It's a very, very hard thing for me to do. And with therapy, I am working on it and I hope to slowly progress as we always talk about, it's progress, not perfection on here. And it's going to be the same thing with my mental health. I just got to slow down and realize the whole one day at a time concept works with everything besides just alcohol. Right, right. Well, and even to take that pro- progress, not perfection concept and to put it into different words, because I think some people don't fully understand what all that implies. But really, it's that idea of we've never arrived. You know, it's it's that idea of... I guess I guess what I'm trying to get away from is that idea of perfection because it's 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 that we've we never stop. We're always in the midst of growing. There's there's always some sort of change or some sort of growth that's going on. There's only going to be one day when we stop growing. Right. 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 And so when when we say progress not perfection what we're talking about is it's every day you're just trying to grow. Every day you're trying to you're trying to say okay this didn't happen before, you know, <laughs> how do I deal with this now? Right. Or, you know, I, I saw it on a calendar one time where it said, you know, just because you've been around the block before, don't think that there's not going to be something on the sidewalk this time around when you come, <laughs> whenever you come around, right. because change is constantly occurring. And again, just because it looked this way before doesn't mean that it's exactly the same thing that you dealt with in the past. And so we take these steps in life where we think, okay, I've got all this figured out. I've got that taken care of. But then you do, you get to that place where you say, crap, all this did was create more awareness maybe even to say, I've got, I've got a bigger awareness of what's going on around me. And now there's more to deal with. And that's what kind of blew me away and blew me off my center to begin with. Like nine and a half years into sobriety, I thought, okay, like things should be, and now I'm more chaotic right now than I was in early sobriety. Like this is a whole new thing. And like, it's kind of exciting at the same time, the new journey that I'm on to try to make myself better. You know what I mean? And I'm not like the whole concept to like diving into this even deeper on a personal level. It's scary as hell, but yeah, it's exciting at the same time. Like what could come of this if I even dig in deeper and find out why I have a difficulty staying in the moment? Well, you know, what's interesting, Jimbo. I, I, um, when I first met you and you, like you said, we've only kind of been engaged a couple times where we got deeper than just hey hey but uh i think it's commendable first of all hats off to you because for you to even admit that uh hey i just want to pause in this moment you know and get um what'd you say a month ago you were you engaged with a, a therapist well not many people would go to that level to say hey i want to be better and um Truthfully, like I love being across from a therapist. I did it, you know, and I think there's so much to gain in that. And uh, for you to want to go introspective to say, okay, help me to be better, to be my better me. I think that's your tag. You know, sometimes I hear that. Um, But how cool is that? First of all, 
I love it because you're okay to say, especially across this, you're in it. You're in therapy. And um, so good job. I love that. Right. And we talk about the whole taboo of being an alcoholic addict, all those things, and it's becoming less and less taboo. You see every TV show or every program out there now has somebody in recovery or in therapy of some sort. So it's just still the mental health thing. It's such a mystery because you hear all the time after the fact that unfortunately, like for example, those mass shootings, it's always, oh, well, he went unchecked for mental illness. And it's just why it's such a thing to, because it's that culture. Again, it goes back to where people are afraid to take that step out and be like, hey, I need some help with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do end up with certain things where it's always easier to look back and say there was a mental illness. Right. You know, and in reality, I guess my question, and this is maybe playing a little bit of devil's advocate, is aren't all of us screwed up? Like, I think any of us at any given time could be registered for mental illness on some level. Right. What is normal? Yeah. I mean, normal is such a relative concept that I think we we sometimes miss the idea that every single one of us needs some help. Right. And that's, you know, one of the things that... um a good friend said to me, if, if you, Jimbo, if you broke your arm, you would absolutely go and get a cast put on it. Right. And our, you know, the intricacies of our brain and how we function and our heart and all that, you know, sometimes we're just broken, broken to the point of we're sad, we're grieving, we're going through whatever it is emotionally. And yet it's not cool to say I'm broken emotionally because it there's this stereotype of there's a mental problem ew and like uh, weak well that and then i've heard statements going hey craziness runs in their family i got to think that oh gosh if i tell anybody that i'm in with a therapist uh i'm automatically going to be stereotyped as i'm crazy right well I like being crazy. <laughs> I like being weird. But I mean, the best part is is I get to talk about myself for an hour. <laughs> that is a silver lining. I'm actually enjoying that part of it, too. I know, right? A little, little narcissism to go along yeah, with the other things. Feels good. I do think that there is a lot of truth in that. That there's, there's all of that stuff that none of us are normal. You know, it's uh, a guy named John Ortberg wrote a, wrote a book called Everyone's Normal Till You Get to Know Him. And, and there's just truth to that. I mean, I would buy that book just because of its title, strictly because of its title. Right. Because there is so much truth in, in the reality of we are all, we all have our issues. Every single one of us has our issues. And whenever we're dealing with, with our own junk, we need help. We need to seek out help. Because you know who didn't get it fixed was the person that said they can do it all by themselves. Right. It didn't happen. There was a professor in, in, our, in one of my classes in college, and, and he came in, and he was, you know, for whatever reason, he was trying to get a point across. But he said, what, what do you, can you tell about what's one thing you can know for certain? This is how he said it. What is one thing you can know for certain about a turtle on a fence, on a fence post? You know, and we're all trying to come up with some deep philosophical reasons and, you know, you know whatever it was. And he said... The truth is, the only thing you can know for certain, the one thing, is that it didn't get there by itself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a lot of there's a lot of validity in that. That we just none of us find ourselves on top of the fence post by ourselves. We didn't get here. 
we didn't get we didn't get screwed up by ourselves and the truth is we didn't we aren't going to be able to get fixed by ourselves and that's what i was talking with my sponsor from in the rooms and it was like one of those deals where it's almost now uncomfortable that i'm am peeling away at the onion now and getting deeper into these layers where i have a great support system i'm seeing a therapist i have loving parents great family and friends and they're all supportive and it's just like that's uncomfortable as hell. Like I'm not alone now. Everybody knows this. It's just like, maybe this was like, you know what I mean? It's just like, right. so when she asks me questions and wants to know more, like, I don't even know how to sometimes put into words answers to her questions because it's just like, I'm not used to anybody even caring on that right. level. And it's just like, Ooh, this is, you're talking questions from the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, it's just yeah. like, so bizarre. Like, Oh my God, this person cares and wants me to, it's so hard. And like, there's a lot of times where there's awkward pauses because I don't even know how to formulate. I've known, this is my only way of thinking forever. And now all of a sudden I'm trying to flip it on its head and answer her questions. I'm just sitting there like dumbfounded. Like, I don't even know how to formulate a sentence. Hey, but isn't it cool though? You can walk away from that office and that hour visit and you can go a week and start still thinking about that question and it, and you ponder it, right? Oh, and it keeps going. Yeah, absolutely. And she made some great suggestions that have helped already. Like, obviously I'm not going to plug it and shill this product, but this uh, Headspace app on your phone now that you can download it's a 10-minute daily meditation app. This guy, okay. he's a former guru, but he'll just sit there and he puts you present in the moment. It's huh. just like a couple breathing exercises and he lets you know throughout the minutes, like all of a sudden you're sitting there for 30 seconds and things are popping in your head again. He said, just let them come in and come out. It's like you basically, you can't shut your brain off. No matter what you do, it's going to come in. Right. The big key is learning how to just let it go out the other side. Like if you're sitting in front of a road and you're watching traffic going all those directions, it's only coming in and coming out of your per like it's something you can't focus on that Toyota that's now five miles down the road. It's already gone. Right. So like this whole breathing thing, and it's cool because it gave you a free ten day trial and it had me hook line and sinker <laughs> oh, after gosh. day one. And I'm like, what do I got to do? And it was her suggestion, so I purchased it for the year. I said, why not? It, what's it hurt to give ten minutes out of my day? He suggested starting your day with it. It relaxes me so much. And I was always struggling with sleep, so I do it right before bed. I'm super now relaxed right before bed. I've been sleeping fantastic. Wow. So it's just like, this is actually working. And I went into the therapist. I'm like, this meditation thing, what have I been missing? Yeah. <laughs> you hear people in the rooms, we have a step for prayer and meditation. And I'm like, holy hell, this meditation thing's not too bad. <laughs> Hang on. So this Headspace thing, it um, you do an annual fee? It's uh, You can pay for a year. You can pay for a lifetime or two years or however you want to do it. Okay. Or by the month. Uh, but like I said, they give you 10 free lessons. And it's just 10 minutes a day that you set aside and there's no music. There's no nothing. It's just this guy and he'll talk you through it. He's like a guru. He was a pre-med student and whatever. And he ended up studying with the Dalai Lama. So he's got a whole crazy background about him and his huh. voice alone. He's an Australian guy. So the accent kind of put it nice too. I'll have to show you after the episode. Unless if you're Australian and then you're like, what's the big deal? Yeah, this I don't, I don't get like... it. That's a knife. I don't right. think so. But it's kind of nice as well because it does have, and I haven't even dove into all this yet, but it does have that social media networking where it shows you how many other people or headspacers are currently meditating at the moment. Oh, so like, cool. you know, you're not alone in the journey and oh, wow. all that. Right. So you can connect with these people, which like I said, I haven't even dove into that yet. But that's also an element of the app. So how long before we put out a Mr. 3000 app? Ooh. Yeah, that would be nice. Right? That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, that's going to be email jimbo at <laughs> this is not a meme.com. No, um, the Apple Watch actually did that. I mean, they, they were advertising that for a while too, like a, a meditation type of a thing where every, you can set do the settings where every so often you'll get a little reminder to breathe. Right. 
you know, just throughout your day, like reminder, breathe. And you think, what's the big deal? I'm just like, I'm breathing all day long or else I'm not really functioning, you know. <laughs> but there is this, there's this aspect of being intentional to remember that, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't have to be 100% focused on this one thing that I'm trying to accomplish. And if I don't accomplish it, then then life's going to come to an end. And that snowball blows right. up in a hurt. Yeah. And it that's does. where, like, he starts every 10-minute session with, like, deep breaths that the person next to you could hear. So it's, like, audibly loud deep breaths. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you're physically feeling the diaphragm up and down, up, and then you return to normal breathing. And it's just like... Do you do this at home wait, or at work? Oh, strictly wait. solo. Like I said, right before bed. I am I, definitely the only one breathing. Wait, could you imagine having this right in, like, when you think you're in alone in a bathroom stall? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what is this guy doing in there? <laughs> Whoa. But I mean, that would, I mean, to disconnect, which I don't think we do well, that you need enough. need to try a little Miralax, buddy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Come on. Um, but do you think like that, that we disconnect at all during, from electronics, from life? I mean, that probably is a great pr- exercise. And it's ironic that I'm using technology to step away from technology and all I that know. stuff. But yeah. It, and it's kind of weird because as you graduate more and more days, the more he is not a presence in it all. So I'm assuming when you get to the end of this third series, it's basically the 10 minutes will be more or less all yourself. But then it has additional things. Like if you're into athletics or sports, it has a whole program as far as recovery from soreness. It has a stretching routine beforehand, all these different things you can do for your sports. And then it has things, finances, anything you can think of. He's got a different category for and a different whole series of breathing lessons and meditation to help you in those areas. That's pretty cool. That is, that's very cool. You mentioned also that there might be some other alternatives to how to try and address this. Do you have any concerns at all if they if they bring up the idea of pills or, I mean, is any of that a concern for you or how, how do you feel about that? I just dropped the absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. There it is. Absolutely. Um, the f- first couple of weeks of seeing the therapist, like after the second visit, we sat down for the third one and then at least three or four times during our hour, she recommended medication and I was a hard no on it immediately. Mm. Mm. And it was just like, no, not happening, not happening. And this was my preconceived notion. I did drugs and alcohol and I'm just immediately my mind racing. Oh, I become addicted to them. Oh, before you know it, they're all lined up on my countertop and I'm snorting <laughs> them up my nose. Like what could be meanwhile, Bacon these are just brownies. preconceived <laughs> notions that I had and they're, all BS. And again, it's just that I know best and I'm always going to say no. My mindset forever has always been no, negative. No, 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 can't be. And again, on the other side of the tape, what if they help? What's it hurt? If they don't work, stop taking them. Okay. It's a genius idea. It had to be taught to me or suggested. Why don't you give it a shot and see? You've never taken them before. How do you even know? So then this past session, we sat down again and I asked her, well, the last time I said a hard no three or four times, and I didn't even ask you what type of medication <laughs> or what the effects of those pills would be. And she Charlie. goes, I was wondering if you were going to ask me that. I'm like, so she kind of knew where I was coming from. But uh, so we did have a nice conversation about it. I'm actually going to take that next step since she's just a therapist and can't write the scripts for the uh, pills. Okay, yeah. I'm going to meet with a psychiatrist and we're going to see if that is an option. Um, because even if it just, she said, just get the two playing fields even. Right. Because like right now, being all over the place that leads to the anxiety, which slowly leads to a whole bunch of other issues, depression and crippling fear and all those things. If a pill can balance that out with all the good things that I have going on in my life, does it really hurt to give it a shot? 
Right. Like, and it's just like, so if I meet with this guy, we're going to have an evaluation. If he suggested or thinks it's a good idea, who am I to say no to something that I have no idea of the other side? Well, Jimbo, that's interesting because about a year ago, um, same thing for me, but I wasn't in a therapist session or anything, but I was at the, like a, it's a regular doctor, gynecologist, whatever. And I just said, Hey, look, uh, with menopause coming, you know, cause I'm about 50 or I was 50, I am 50 and, um, <laughs> was at the time or, you know, she didn't think it would be that hard yeah. to say. Listen, she is 50. <laughs> I am 50 and I, you know, with the whole menopause thing, there's days that I feel like I could just kill people. Now, and I'm I say that loosely. It's but mostly my husband because, <laughs> um, and I said that to her jokingly. And I said, "Look, I, there's just days, and I'm usually a really happy person." And she goes, "Well, we could give you this dose of serotonin, blah 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 blah." I said, "Yeah, but I do not want, first of all, it to ruin my highs because I love being high." happy joyful she and means she, she means having a high of emotion oh that's right we're on the sobriety yeah. and yeah. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't get high on no no yeah. i mean just um <laughs> thank you for that clarity or i would need to go in the room footnote but anyway so and my concern but the other concern it's funny because you're you were thinking about being addicted or possibly going down a wrong path i think that's what i heard my thing was Oh gosh, what will people think if they know I'm on a drug? Like craziness runs in my father's family kept running back through my head. You know, it's like, I don't want to be associated with that. But the truth is, a year into this, I love them. Love it. Because it didn't take my lows lower. It just balanced it. And I'm still a happy-go-lucky person. And I don't want to kill anybody. So It's a win-win-win. It is. (laughs) It is. So I, I was going to blame it. Most women do blame it on menopause. They can't, you know, but the fact is, it's it works. So you've got the anxiety, the depression. Did you mention depression or did I just call you out on that one? No, I, the weird thing <laughs> is the anxiety remember. leads to like where all of a sudden, like, because I play, my head bounces around to so many different things and they're all bad, where then I'll start self-destructing which then the self-destruction yes. leads into all this self-talk of like defeatedness and you can't do this and you won't be able to do this and you're not skilled for this, which then leads to the final last step of depression where I'm on the couch for the weekend mm. not wanting to do anything. Right. And it takes me a couple of days to get out of it. I don't drink over it. I don't ever have the urge to use drugs or alcohol, but I don't also at this point want to live in that own shit. I know there's right. better out there and that's all I'm trying to do is make a better me, if at all possible. And see, I totally get that because I, I, I deal with the same stuff. You know, I've, I've shared about that in the past. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I struggle with, uh, on a fairly regular basis is that, that a sense of the world, everything in the world could be going great. And I could just be going, eh, you know, and there's the people around you are like, what's wrong? Why aren't you? Okay. Hey, right. why are you so sad? Why are you so this? And it's right. just like, I don't have answers for you. I, I know. Do. This is how it is. Like, And it happens around family sometimes. We're all together, and I'm just like, <laughs> not feeling it right now. And it's just like, and you get peppered with those questions, like, oh, cheer right. up, cheer up. It's just like, yeah. I could do it. I would do it. Believe me. Like, <laughs> Something's huh. going on here. And just, I'm fine. Well, tell your face that. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> it's that same thing. Quit crying, or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> right. Like, oh, oh, man. I know. Just let me be me right now. I'm just, <laughs> I just need to be me. So let me ask you guys this. If, if that does happen... Like, I mean, are you just like processing stuff when you're like 
distant, like in a in a crowded room, and people start going, "Hey, what's wrong?" Because I know I have asked that question. Just stuck in that stinking thinking. And yeah, sometimes like, I'm sometimes I'm not even thinking about anything. Just blah. The feeling yeah. of blah is what I always refer it just, to. It's it just, just like, takes over you. You know, you can you can toss that question back to anybody who's dealing with their issue. You know, I mean, it's hard to put it around words, but like, and that's what I'm even yeah. my therapist all ask all the time, like, well, what is that? And again, when I said earlier, like, I don't have to put it in a sentence. Like on that weekend, like, and I can tell myself mentally because I do self talk to myself all the time, right? Where I'm going through that shit, like you're asking, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I know, and I can tell myself what you're doing right now is ridiculous. Snap out of it, get up, go to a meeting, go be active, do something, go play golf, anything. Six hours later, I'm in the exact same spot. Mm. And I've been telling myself all afternoon, you're fine. You don't need to do this. What are you doing? And it's just like the, not the crippling nature of it. It's just like, I'd much rather just stay in my own stinking thinking for a while and just stay there. You know what I, mean? I know, but do you think, I mean, is that a frequent thing? That no, and that's the thing. Like a therapist asked that, a couple people in the rooms have asked me that. And it's just like, it's not very often at all. But when it happens, it just sucks. And right. Like, it's been related because like I'm an alcoholic and will always be an alcoholic. So when I have these moments, it's almost like I'm having a binge without drinking. I'm like a dry drunk oh. where I'm sitting in all those things back when I used to drink and bury that and numb all those feelings. Instead of drinking, I'm just doing it without the booze. And it's just as bad as a weekend binge basically sitting on my couch. I just don't have the uh, product next to me anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just a whole mindset i didn't want to give a plug to an alcohol so i just said product yeah no no i was gonna name a beer that i'm like no i'm not giving a free plug to a beer <laughs> not unless they become a sponsor exactly. <laughs> and that would be ironic too that'd be awesome actually <laughs> yeah i actually once heard depression is unmotivated anger and i i don't know how real that is as much as it's kind of funny but i think there is some truth to that oh yeah when Boy, you feel angry pondering you know, you know? when that's you feel deep. angry can deep. you always describe the anger or the frustration uh, not always but but you know it's, it's, it's a complete opposite. Instead of it being an active thing, it's a passive thing. You know, it's something that takes over and, and makes you become more passive. To, to kind of bring it back to, to what you were mentioning uh, in the beginning is just how to remain in the present. How you stay not in the past, but not in the future, but, but live in the moment. Right. And that's why hopefully all this helps me to get there. It sounds like a crazy thing that we, even me sharing it, and this is like the third or fourth time I've had this conversation with other people. When I talk about it, I even hear myself getting a little spastic and all over the place with the anxiety, even discussing things that I'm going to be doing and I'm excited for it. But even then, I'm so far ahead talking about I'm going to do this and this and that. I'm meeting with a psychiatrist a week from now. He hasn't even, I might not even be taking pills. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, but I'm playing it forward. And it's just like, so if I could stress to everybody to try to stay in the moment, and there's certain ways to do it. Some people have prayer. Some people have meditation. Anything you can do to try to hit that pause button. I highly recommend it. It just makes your life and everything so much more serene. If you have that serenity to be able to hit that pause button, things just seem to make a lot more sense. And every once in a while, I get a glimpse of it, and it's just like, oh, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's why I want more of it. That's why I'm kind of chasing it almost at this point where I know what it can be like to be completely centered and be perfect at that very moment. And it's fleeting. It's not going to last. <laughs> but I know at least at the moment, I can have that second. You know what I mean? Yep. And if people can take that deep breath and not have to rely on drugs and alcohol to find it. It's a pretty fantastic ride. Yeah. Well, again, uh, I echo Brenda's comment. I commend you on, on being proactive to pursue uh, some help and to and help, not in that sense, but just that 
progress. Get, get somebody's input. Right, you know, right. somebody who can say, "Hey, you know, I can I can offer some guidance to you." You know, because that's what it's about. It's about it's about getting that guidance. Because not ev- you you've lucked out if you've hit a first first effort at finding a therapist and you found the one that you that you can yeah so far she her and i have been mesh we with. got on the same page right away which was nice because not that doesn't happen every time and some people heard, yeah. some people say hey that therapist's whack i ain't going to them exactly you know and so it's like well don't stop there i mean look <laughs> for going. somebody else that has some other input you know because you're just looking for guidance you're looking for some input find somebody you're going to mesh with i told my doctor the other day i was like you know at this point my my rule of thumb is can i take you on a road trip because if I can take you on a road trip, I can handle having you be my doctor, you know. <laughs> but if I don't want you on a road trip with me, I'm not taking you on as my doctor. Because right. I, I, I know that with the stuff I've got going on, it's it's a long term relationship that I've got to have with you. Find a therapist that you're willing to take on a road trip. Don't actually take them because they've got all of their little lines that they can't cross. Right. Be kidnapping and yeah. go to jail yeah. for a long time. But, <laughs> but he said know, he wanted to go to the. <laughs> but you know what? I, I I really truly believe that if everybody did what what Jimbo does or is doing, everyone would discover things about themselves that they either have to change, accept, or just, you know, look forward to. And, and, you know, I mean, I know that we're all golfers here at the table and there's been times where you went for lessons, right? To improve your game. Life is this big game. For me, it's like, if I can improve my game in life, well, and if it takes this person sitting across from me, you know, why not? And if everybody would do that, I think it'd be awesome. And then baby steps with it to carry off and a little self-promotion. We have that community now on Facebook. Right. So if you are up against it and you don't want to take that big, huge step to see a therapist, throw it out to the forum. Let us help you help yourself. Like, why not throw it out there if something's tripping you up or something keep occasionally? Like, I always have the issue where I keep running into that same story, that same running into the wall. I always think of those books when I was a kid, Choose Your Own Adventure, where you would go to this page, then this page, and jump. And I would always end up on that same damn page. And it was just like, (laughs) what are you doing? So if you're having those issues out there, throw it out on our Facebook page. Don't be embarrassed. We all have those issues. You're not alone. And let us all work on it together. The more the barrier. Yeah. Does, does page 34 show up in every single it's story? Unbelievable. <laughs> How many times do I have to beat this dragon? God. Damn it. I have a quote that um, that I was thinking about because of you guys were in the whole thing about being in the moment. And sometimes, and I don't know who to give credit to this, but sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Nice. That's pretty deep. That is. She stole the deep track right from me. She did. She took it from you. I'm usually the one that comes in with the deep, heavy hitters, but that was nice. She might be taking JoJo's seat after all. All right. Sorry, JoJo. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) she might be be eyeing up your seat. I can Uh laugh like him. Yeah. This this has been a long time competition. <laughs> okay, you know what? I actually have a recording of his. Oh come on! So no. we're gonna play him, and then let's see if let's see well, if you, you can duplicate tell me something it. Funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, go. This is no. We got. <laughs> now that is funny. I okay. Don't care what okay, says. that was one of them. Here's the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Big Joe. <laughs> no, that is too funny. No, I just miss him already. But that's good that you put that on because a lot of people listen to your show for a lot of reasons. And one of them is Joey's 
laughing. Very true. Did you, you know? notice what she just said? She says, I miss him already. Like, she is permanently taking his seat. He has locked it in. Sorry, Joe. You're going to do a lot no, of negotiating. Jojo, I love you, baby. Well, and with that in mind, we do want to thank Big Joe's Towing for uh, being one of our sponsors here. Yep. As well as FTBA. And Brenda, thank you for, for joining in and, and uh, sitting in the chair here for, with us tonight. Okay, so we do know about the, the Facebook group, Please, by all means, go there. We'd love to also hear who you would take on your road trip with you. That might be a great survey to get uh, to get up there. Just living or dead, who is the one person that you'd want to take on a road trip with you? Jimbo, do you have any responses? On the spot. On the spot. Ooh. I got a four-seater, two-seater? No, that's one minivan. person. Just one person. One man. Oh, boy. Jeez. And there are no conjugal visits, so you can't call it up for that. I'm going to... <laughs> take a week to think about it maybe next week i can start the show with who i would bring all right so what we'll do is we will uh we'll get that survey up on the facebook group and and you'll hear all of our responses there wait can i hear the question one more time i wasn't living in the or moment. dead who is the one person that you would want to take on a road trip with you living or dead okay Okay, so that is it. We want to say thank you for coming and sitting around at the table with us today. We truly enjoy whenever you're able to join us. Thanks again to Brenda for being here with us. Uh, Jimbo, any last words? We miss you, Tim, and thank you again for appearing a couple weeks back. We love you, Timmy. All right, grace and peace, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>